Hey, profiteers. Just a quick little note before the episode begins. As I was watching the episode back in order to edit it and do my little fine tweaks and things like that, my captions, you know I love my captions. As I was watching it back, I was like, I look like I'm speaking weird. Like, why is that? And I realized the night before when my brother came into town and we had like our little Christmas party, I had a hamburger, I had cookies, I had gluten, I have celiac, and I know that I'm not supposed to have gluten and things like that. For sure. Definitely. I should not have had it. But I noticed that like now, if I ever have it, like my reaction seems to be getting worse and it affects my speech, my head, like my brain fog, I'm crazy tired. A lot of weird health things kind of go along with that. So I wanted to let you know, before you watch this episode, you'll be like, is that lady drunk? The answer is no, I'm totally not. I have like a gluten hangover from the night before. Totally weird. But if you have celiac, maybe you have these symptoms. I'm not sure. It's a weird thing. Anyway, enjoy the show. Just wanted to let you know. Welcome to the Positive Profit Podcast. I'm Kara Brothers, dog treat business owner and collector of way too many cute cookie cutters. Do you love to bake treats for your dog and think about starting or growing your own home-based dog treat business, but you're unclear about how to do all the things to make it successful? Sister, I've been there and we've got this. If you want to step into your potential and turn your passion into profit, listen and learn with the other bakers in the pack to get clarity and confidence to bake dog treats from home, make money, and of course, pet all the dogs while you're at it. Give your dog a treat, grab one for yourself, and join our brigade of positive profiteers, and let's dig into the episode. Hey, profiteers, what's going on? Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Positive Profit. And as you'll notice, I am not in my usual surroundings. I'm at my mom's. And I decided to record here. I'm in a quiet, empty bedroom. So hopefully I'm coming through okay sound-wise. This is the fourth episode in an eight-part series all about carob. And today we'll be wrapping up the health aspects of using carob in your dog treats. And a huge big shout out to everyone listening to the podcast or watching the show on YouTube. I appreciate your kind comments. I just want to help you succeed on your dog treat baking journey. Right now, we're going to check out this review from a Positive Profit podcast listener. Looks like her name is Seely Sue. And Seely Sue says, I <laughs> say that three times fast because I'm terrible with that. I just launched my dog treat business this week, the same week as the launch of the podcast. That's so cool. I madly take notes to implement all the good ideas. This will help me to avoid some of the growing pains that Kara went through with her business. Thank you for creating this podcast at a perfect time. Congratulations on the launch of your business. I would love to know how it's going and what treats you're offering. And I'm so glad that you found your way to this podcast. You know, some things just align the way that they're supposed to. And I hope that you're getting some good info that you can use to improve your dog treat business. So this is part four of the dog treat series where we're talking all about carob. And again, we're just going to wrap up all the health aspects. I didn't want to skip over this episode. It's really important that we know about the foundation of carob so we know how to use it correctly and educate our customers as well as ourselves. In this episode, we're putting on our health hats 
and exploring how carob might impact the various aspects of canine health from digestion to potential allergies. So let's uncover whether carob is a delightful addition or a potential catastrophe for our four-legged friends. We're going to go ahead and lead off with digestion. Carob is generally well tolerated by dogs and it can even be considered digestive friendly. Its natural fiber content can aid in digestion and contribute to a healthy gut. Every dog is different though. When it comes to allergies and sensitivities, while carob is considered safe for most dogs, it is essential to be aware of the individual allergies and sensitivities and some dogs may have specific sensitivities to carob and other ingredients and treats. We already know this. That's why we list our ingredients right on the label, which if you're not doing it, please do it. You're doing a disservice to your customer if you are not. Customers need to have all the information available to them to make informed decisions for their fur babies, of course. Introduce new ingredients gradually to observe any adverse reaction and of course check with your veterinarian if you have any concerns which is exactly what I would tell my customers okay one of the reasons that carob is a safer alternative to chocolate is its low theobromine content unlike chocolate which can be toxic to dogs carob absolutely does not pose those same risks it makes it a delightful addition to treats without the potential catastrophe associated with theobromine toxicity. If you've heard since episode one, we have been talking about carob and why it's a safe alternative to deadly and toxic chocolate because of theobromine. So we really kind of hit home on that. It's probably the last I'll, I'll talk about it in this episode. But for people just turn, tuning in, I wanted you guys to know about the difference between carob and chocolate and really it's theobromine. Carob does boast antioxidant properties, which can have potential health benefits for dogs. Antioxidants, we all need them. They help combat oxidative stress and inflammation, which is good for anybody if you got a body, even dogs. And while carob is not a substitute for a balanced and nutritious diet, its inclusion in your treats can contribute to the overall well-being of your furry friends. So as with any treat, moderation is key. While carob is generally safe, excessive consumption of treats, even those with carob, can lead to an imbalance in your dog's diet and contribute to unnecessary calories. And that just makes sense, of course, because it's a treat. And treats should be a part of a well-balanced diet, not a significant portion of your dog's daily intake. What might work well for one dog may not for another it's so funny because people will come in and they'll say, my dog doesn't like anything to do with peanut butter. So please, if you have any other treats, please show me where those are that don't contain peanut butter. And other people will come in and say, my dog absolutely loves peanut butter. So just like humans, we have our own individual tastes. So do dogs. It's really kind of cool. Pay attention to your individual dog needs and preferences. And if you have any concerns about introducing carob into your dog's diet or using carob in your treats, consult with a veterinarian for personalized guidance. So this is a real short episode. Next time we're going to be getting in to incorporating carob into your treats. Now we're going to do some hands-on, actually mixing with the carob. What does it look like to put it in your treats, both the chips and the powder, in batter, in dough, in icing, 
So we're really going to get tactical and more hands-on. In conclusion, and to wrap up the health aspects, Carib can be a delightful addition to your dog's treats when introduced responsibly. Its digestive friendliness, low theobromine content, and potential antioxidant benefits make it a safer alternative to chocolate. And with any ingredient, just be mindful of individual sensitivities and practice moderation. Join me next time when we explore the baking dynamics of adding carob chips and carob powder into your dog treats. There's some cool stuff there. If you don't already use carob, I would really encourage you to listen to part one, two, three, and four of our show because uh, it's really going to get you grounded in the concepts and the basics of carob. And especially our next one where we're going to start putting carob into our treats. And then we're just going to go from there. I'm so excited. If you're already making treats with carob, I would love to know what treats you're making, see the treats that you're making. Check me out on Instagram at Positive Profit. That's positive with a P-A-W. And tag me and use the hashtag Positive Profit Carob and show me the dog treats that you're making with carob. I would love to know. You know, it's interesting because I don't have anyone to bounce carob ideas off locally. I do talk about, you know, different things about baking and stuff in my dog treat baker group. But when it comes to carob, it, it's not something that's, I guess, widely used. I see it a lot in icing and frosting. It's great to turn your shades of icing and frosting brown, right? It's a natural brown color. There's zero reason why you need to use artificial brown. It's just there in carob. So, so easy. But what's less used is the whole chips. Oftentimes people will either use powder to make shades of brown or they will melt chips to add like a drizzle, a, a fun little decorative touch. But whole chips are less often used. So if you ha also have any whole chip ideas to share, I would love to see them. You guys, I know it's not even Christmas yet, okay? Valentine's Day stuff is already in the stores. And y'all, I saw Easter. I saw Easter in the stores at the dollar store. And I saw Easter stuff. The reason I am mentioning this is because you should start thinking now about Valentine's Day. We are at the end of December, right? Then we have January. And then before you know, we're going to blink and then Valentine's Day will be here. Start thinking about your Valentine's Day treats. And just like we know chocolate to be, you know, buddy, buddy with Valentine's Day, the same could be true for carob and the Valentine's Day treats you might make. Maybe you have a heart with some sprinkles and then a drizzle. There are so many ideas. I'm just going crazy. But begin thinking about your Valentine's Day treats and how carob can help you make a successful treat. Because don't forget, we are selling to the customer first. They're going to look with their eyes and think, ooh, that looks delicious. I bet my dog would love that. Do they know if their dog would love it? Probably not, right? But they're going to eat with their eyes first. So that's who you're really marketing to. Not everyone does it that way. That's the way I have found it to be successful in my business. So anyways, start putting your Valentine's Day hats on just sort of in the back of your mind. Anyway, happy holidays and I will see you soon. And as always, don't forget to treat yourself well. Hey sis, one quick thing before you go. If this podcast episode helped or blessed you in some way, the number one way you can pay it forward is to head over to Apple Podcasts 
and search for my show, Positive Profit. Leave me a review and subscribe to the channel. Your heartfelt messages of gratitude impact me so much and bring me such massive joy. I would be so appreciative. Don't forget to join the free Facebook community at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash start a dog treat business and send me your juicy questions at positiveprofit.com. I positively appreciate you and look forward to connecting with you again soon. Until then, don't forget to treat yourself well.